My crimson sins shall be as white as snow. I tell thee, friend, there are some promises that the Lord hath helped me to lay hold of through and by Jesus Christ, that I would not have them out of the Bible for as much gold and silver as can lie between York and London piled up to the stars, because through them Christ is pleased by His Spirit to convey comfort to my soul. I say, when the law curses, when the devil tempts, when hell fire flames in my conscience, my sins with the guilt of them tearing me, then is Christ revealed so sweetly to my poor soul through the promises that all is forced to fly and leave off to accuse my soul. So also when the world frowns, when the enemies rage and threaten to kill me, then also the precious, the exceeding great and precious promises do weigh down all and comfort the soul against all. This is the effect of believing the Scripture savingly. For they that do so have through the Scriptures good comfort and also ground of hope. Romans 15 verse 4 Believing those things to be its own which the Scriptures hold forth. Examine. Dost thou stand in awe of sinning against God because he hath in the Scriptures commanded thee to abstain from it? Dost thou give diligence to make thy calling and election sure because God commandeth it in the Scriptures? Dost thou examine thyself whether thou be in the faith or no? having a command in Scripture so to do? Or dost thou, notwithstanding what thou readest in the Scriptures, follow the world, delight in sin, neglect coming to Jesus Christ, speak evil of the saints, slight and make a mock at the ordinances of God, delight in wicked company and the like? Then know that it is because thou dost not indeed and in truth believe the Scriptures effectually. For as I said before, if a man do believe them and that savingly, then he stands in awe. He looks to his steps, he turns his feet from evil, and endeavors to follow that which is good, which God hath commanded in the scriptures of truth. Yet not from a legal or natural principle, that is, to seek for life by doing that good thing, but knowing that salvation is already obtained for him by the blood of that man Christ Jesus on the cross, because he believes the scriptures. Therefore, Mark I pray, therefore I say, he labors to walk with his God in all well-pleasing and godliness, because the sweet power of the love of Christ, which he feels in his soul by the Spirit, according to the Scriptures, constrains him so to do. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14 Examine again. Dost thou labor after those qualifications by which the Scriptures do describe a child of God, that is, faith, yea, the right faith, the most holy faith, the faith of the operation of God. And also dost thou examine whether there is a real growth of grace in thy soul, as in love, zeal, self-denial, and a seeking by all means to attain, if possible, to the resurrection of the dead, that is, not to satisfy thyself until thou be dissolved and rid of this body of death, and be transformed into that glory that the saints shall be in after the resurrection day. And in the meantime, dost thou labor and take all opportunities to walk as near as may be to the pitch, though now thou know thou canst not attain it perfectly. Yet I say, thou dost aim at it, seek after it, press toward it, and hold on in thy race. Thou shunnest that which may any way hinder thee, and also closest in with what may any way further the same, knowing that must be, or desiring that it should be, thine eternal frame and therefore out of love, and liking it too, thou dost desire and long after it, as being the thing that doth most please thy soul. Or how is it with thy soul? 
Art thou such an one as regards not these things, but rather busy thy thoughts about the things here below, following those things that have no sense of divine glory upon them? If so, look to thyself, thou art an unbeliever, and so under the wrath of God, and wilt for certain fall into the same place of torment that thy fellows have fallen into before thee to the grief of thy own soul and thy everlasting destruction. Consider and regard these things and lay them to thy heart before it be too late to recover thyself by repenting of the one and desiring to close in with the other. O I say, regard, regard, for hell is hot, God's hand is up, the law is resolved to discharge against thy soul. The judgment day is at hand, the graves are ready to fly open, the trumpet is near the sounding, the sentence will, ere long, be passed, and then you and I cannot call time again. Number three, but again. Seeing the scriptures are so certain, so sure, so irrevocable and firm, and seeing the saving faith of the things contained therein is to reform the soul and bring it over to the things of God, really conforming to the things contained therein, both to the point of justification and also an impartial walking and giving up thy soul and body to a conformity to all the commands, counsels, instructions, and exhortations contained therein, This, then, will teach us how to judge of those who will give up themselves to walk in the imaginations of their own lusts, who slight and lay aside the scriptures, counting them but empty and uncertain things, and will live every day in open contradiction to what is contained, commanded, and forbidden therein. As first, this will show us that all your drunkards, whoremasters, liars, thieves, swearers, backbiters, slanderers, scoffers at goodness, etc., are unbelievers. I say we may see by this that they that live so have not the faith of the Scriptures in their hearts, seeing they delight to practice those things that are forbidden by and in them. And so they continuing, living and dying in this state, we may conclude without fear that these portions of Holy Scripture belong unto them and shall for certain be fulfilled upon them. He that believeth not shall be damned. Mark 16, 16. The unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 and 10. But the unbelieving, the abominable, and the whoremongers, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake that burneth with fire and brimstone. Revelation 21, verse 8. Depart ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Matthew 25, 41. Depart, depart from me, for I will not save you. Depart, for my blood shall not at all wash you. Depart, for you shall not set one foot into the kingdom of heaven. Depart, ye cursed. Ye are cursed of God, cursed of his law, cursed of me, cursed by the saints, and cursed by the angels. Cursed over all, nothing but cursed, and therefore depart from me. And whither? Into everlasting fire, fire that will scald, scorch, burn and flame to purpose, fire that shall never be quenched. Mark chapter 9 Fire that will last to all eternity. And must we be all alone? No, you shall have company, store of company with you, namely all the raging, roaring devils, together with an innumerable company of fellow damned sinners, men, women, and children. And if the scriptures be true, as they will one day wonderfully appear to be, then this must and shall be thy portion, If thou live and die in this state, and of all of them who continue in sinning against the truth contained in the scriptures.
Dost thou delight to sin against plain commands? Thou art gone. Dost thou slight and scorn the counsels contained in the scriptures and continue in so doing? Then thou art gone. Dost thou continually neglect to come to Christ and use arguments in thine own heart to satisfy thy soul with so doing? Then thou art gone. Luke chapter 14 verses 17 and 18 compared with verse 24 and Hebrews 2 verse 3. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? How shall we escape? That is, there is no way to escape. 1. Because God hath said we shall not. Hebrews 12, verse 25. Seek that ye refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth, that was Moses, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. Number 2. Because he hath not only said, They shall not, but also hath bound it with an oath, saying, So I swear in my wrath that they shall not enter into my rest. Hebrews 3.11 To whom did he swear that they should not enter into his rest? Answer, To them that believe not. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Verses 18 and 19 Secondly, this will teach us what to think and conclude of such as though they do not so openly discover their folly by open and gross sins against the law, yet will give more heed to their own spirits and movings thereof, though they be neither commanded nor commended for the same in Scripture, nay, though the Scripture command and commend the contrary, Isaiah chapter 8, verse 20, then they will to the holy and revealed will of God. I say such men are in as bad a state as the other to the full, being disobedient to God's will revealed in his word as well as they, though in a different manner, the one openly transgressing against the plain and well-known truth revealed in it, the other, though more clothed and hidden, yet secretly rejecting and slighting them, giving more heed to their own spirits and the motions thereof, although not warranted by the scriptures. A few words more, and so I shall conclude. And, number one, Take heed that you content not yourselves with a bare notion of the scriptures in your heads, by which you may go far, even so far as to be able to dispute for the truth, to preach the gospel, and labor to vindicate it in opposition to gainsayers, and yet be found at the left hand of Christ at the judgment day, forasmuch as thou didst content thyself with a notion or traditional knowledge of them. 2. Have a care that thou own the whole scripture and not own one part and neglect another or slight it, as thus to own the law and slight the gospel, or to think that thou must be saved by thy good doings and works. For that is all one as if thou didst thrust Christ away from thee, or else so to own the gospel, as if by it thou wert exempted from all obedience to the Ten Commandments and conformity to the law in life and conversation. For in so doing, thou wilt for certain make sure of eternal vengeance. 3. Having a care that thou put not wrong names on the things contained in the scriptures, so as to call the law Christ, and Christ the law. For some having done so, within my knowledge, have so darkened to themselves the glorious truth of the gospel, that in a very little time they have been resolved to thwart and oppose them, and so have made room in their souls for the devil to inhabit, and obtain a place in hell, for their own souls to be tormented forever and ever. Against this danger, therefore, in reading and receiving the testimony of the Scripture, learn to distinguish between the law and the gospel, 
and to keep them clear asunder as to the salvation of thy soul. And that thou mayest so do, in the first place, beg of God that he would show thee the nature of the gospel and set it home effectually with life and power upon thy soul by faith, which is this, that God would show thee that as thou, being man, hast sinned against God, so Christ, being God-man, hath bought thee again, and with his most precious blood set thee free from the bondage thou hast fallen into by thy sins, and that not upon condition that thou wilt do thus and thus, and this and the other good works, but rather that thou, being justified freely by mere grace through the blood of Jesus, shouldst also receive thy strength from him who hath bought thee, to walk before him in all well-pleasing, being enabled thereto by virtue of his Spirit, which hath revealed to thy soul that thou art delivered already from wrath to come by the obedience not of thee, but of another man, that is, Jesus Christ. Then, if the law thou readest of, tell thee in thy conscience thou must do this and the other good work of the law, if ever thou wilt be saved, answer plainly, that for thy part thou art resolved now not to work for life, but to believe in the virtue of that blood shed upon the cross upon Mount Calvary for the remission of sins. And yet, because Christ hath justified thee freely by his grace, thou wilt serve him in holiness and righteousness all the days of thy life, not in a legal spirit or in a covenant of works, but mine obedience, say thou, I will endeavor to have free and cheerful out of love to my Lord Jesus. Have a care thou receive not this doctrine in the notion only, lest thou bring a just damnation upon thy soul by professing thyself to be freed by Christ's blood from the guilt of sin, while thou remainest still a servant to the filth of sin. For I must tell you that unless you have the true and saving work of the faith and grace of the gospel in your heart, you will either go on in a legal holiness according to the tenor of the law, or else through a notion of the gospel the devil bewitching and beguiling thy understanding, will, and affections, thou wilt, ranter-like, turn the grace of God into wantonness and bring upon thy soul double, if not triple, damnation. Because thou couldst not be contented to be damned for thy sins against the law, but also to make ruin sure to thy soul, thou wouldst dishonor the gospel and turn the grace of God held forth and discovered to men by that into licentiousness. But that thou mayest be sure to escape these dangerous rocks on the right hand and on the left, see that thy faith be such as is spoken of in the scriptures, and that thou be not satisfied without that, which is a faith wrought by the mighty operation of God, revealing Christ to and in thee, as having wholly freed thee from thy sins by his most precious blood. Which faith, if thou attain unto, will so work in thy heart, that first thou wilt see the nature of the law, and also the nature of the gospel, and delight in the glory of it. And also thou wilt find an engaging of thy heart and soul to Jesus Christ, even to the giving up of thy whole being unto him, to be ruled and governed by him to his glory and thy comfort by the faith of the Lord Jesus. This is the end of the book. This Reformation audio track is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. SWRB makes thousands of classic Reformation resources available, free and for sale, in audio, video, and printed formats. Our many free resources, as well as our complete mail-order catalog, 
containing thousands of classic and contemporary Puritan and Reform books, tapes, and videos at great discounts is on the web at www.swrb.com. We can also be reached by email at swrb at swrb.com, by phone at 780-450-3730, by fax at 780-468-1096, or by mail at 4710-37A Avenue, Edmonton, that's E-D-M-O-N-T-O-N, Alberta, abbreviated capital A, capital B, Canada, T6L 3T5. You may also request a free printed catalog. And remember that John Calvin, in defending the Reformation's regulative principle of worship, or what is sometimes called the scriptural law of worship, commenting on the words of God, which I commanded them not, neither came into my heart, from his commentary on Jeremiah 7.31, writes, God here cuts off from men every occasion for making evasions, since he condemns by this one phrase, I have not commanded them, whatever the Jews devised. There is then no other argument needed to condemn superstitions than that they are not commanded by God. For when men allow themselves to worship God according to their own fancies, and attend not to his commands, they pervert true religion. And if this principle was adopted by the Papists, all those fictitious modes of worship in which they absurdly exercise themselves would fall to the ground. It is indeed a horrible thing for the Papists to seek to discharge their duties towards God by performing their own superstitions. There is an immense number of them, as it is well known, and as it manifestly appears. Were they to admit this principle, that we cannot rightly worship God except by obeying his word, they would be delivered from their deep abyss of error. The prophet's words, then, are very important when he says that God had commanded no such thing and that it never came to his mind, as though he had said that men assume too much wisdom when they devise what he never required, nay, what he never knew.